Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating, starring the lovely Jared Haben, featuring yours truly, Dean Ungler. What's going on, Jared? How are you? I haven't even... Normally, we have a little bit of banter back and forth before the show starts. I didn't even get the chance to say hi to you until now. No, let's keep it all on the podcast. Make it very real. Uh, Things are good. We're in Rhode Island. Uh, what else? What is new with us? Nothing much, man. Uh, roadie living is doing well. East coast summers are the best. Uh, things are good. I can't complain. How about you? Oh my gosh. I have so many things to update you on Jared. There's nothing to update me. Is there? I have so much to say. How much time do we have? I think we've only got about 10 minutes. Uh, you know, actually, I don't know if I've got enough time to even say any of it. So maybe I'll just keep it to myself. We got a great episode for you guys. Uh, it's it's And help me understand this episode a little bit better, Jared. So we've got fans calling in to speak with us yeah. today. So on our Instagram, Help I Suck at Dating, which you guys should totally follow if you don't already follow. We posted on our Insta story saying, hey, DM us if you feel like your best friend, BFF as we call it, is is better than any therapist that you've ever talked to when it comes to dating. And then we're going to have you on the podcast to talk about this. So we have two fans coming on. We have Sheena and then we have Alyssa who are going to come on and talk about how their best friends know them better than anybody in this world. For example, Sheena replied to our Insta story and said, my best friend knows me way more than I know myself and I suck at dating. So Sheena sucks at dating and her best friend knows her better than herself. And Alyssa goes, my best friend knows in two seconds if a guy looks like he will get along with me. No idea how she is always right. Showed her pick of a Tinder date and she said he will be a dick and ghost you after the date. And guess what? He was a dick and he ghosted her. How did she do it? Nobody knows, but we're going to talk to Alyssa about it. So I'm super excited about this episode. We also have Dr. Elizabeth Lombardo coming on the podcast in a little while. Um, 
so I'm excited. It's going to be a good podcast, man. Of course, we have emails, too. Your favorite part, my favorite part, all of our favorite parts. Emails. And I, as far as I understand it, Dr. Uh, Lombardo is going to help us with the emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to that, I would just like to take a second and recognize today as uh, Juneteenth. Uh, it just became a federal holiday passed into law. Uh, Juneteenth, of course, is the celebration of the emancipation of slavery. So I just didn't want to go an entire episode without at least bringing that up I agree and just you. acknowledging that. Um, it's funny, actually, my my roommate uh, and one of my best friends is a person of color. And I was like, Jackson, you got to He's actually been on this podcast before, like two or three years ago. I was like, you got to come on the podcast. And he's actually like the head of diversity training for uh, like a big marketing company. And I was like, dude, this would be a great platform for you to like come up and like just, you know, like the uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. with the black guy, Emmanuel Acho. I think it'd be a great opportunity, and and obviously I can just kind of talk to the producers behind the scenes about this, but to bring him on, and we could kind of have a conversation with him about that type of stuff. He was telling me there are these uh, women of color in Colorado, which is where we're both from, and white women specifically would hire them, bring them to dinner with them, and then just ask them all of the questions that they've always been like unsure of to ask and maybe like a little hesitant to ask. Uh, and it's just like I think once you start having those conversations, only good things can come from it. Uh, so maybe one of these days we can have a conversation like that with him because he's a very smart man. Yeah, I would love that. I I preach all the time. I think uncomfortable conversations are a great thing to have in this world, not only just about race, but about uh, sex and a lot of taboo subjects that people are afraid to have conversations. But like you said, when you're able to air it out, only good things come from it. Now, I also understand that it's very scary to do those things, especially on a public platform. Like I'm extremely nervous when I say things because I don't know. Sometimes I'm just oblivious or ignorant. And I remember I told this story during um, right after the George Floyd murder um, last summer and the Black Lives Matter movie was happening and I wanted to post something. And I posted um, I posted Black Lives Matter, uh, something like something all encompassing because I was like, okay, I want to say Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. And I said that and people were like, oh, you can't say all lives matter. And I was like, what, where does this come from? And then obviously I looked more into it and learned more about it, but it's like moments like that where you have instances you're able to learn from, uh, which is good. So hopefully that continues. Anywho, I would love to have him on the podcast. I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the, I think the moral of your story is you learned from the things that you didn't know of first, right? Like you made a mistake maybe, and then you kind of redacted it, which I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like you just learn from your mistakes. Isn't that the whole point of life? Yeah, exactly. If you do something wrong, learn what you did wrong and go about, go about fixing it. So yeah, maybe we can have that happen one day. I don't know. Last time he was on the podcast, like two or three years ago, like I said, we talked about sexting. He's like, dude, I'd love to come on your podcast. Just don't make me talk about sexting. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's reasonable. That's a reasonable oh, Sexting's a fun conversation, but it's a good segue into our first topic that we're going to briefly touch on before Alyssa comes. Uh, excuse me. Sheena is our first guest on. She's going to be on in a second talking about her best friend. But I did want to mention that there's a new show coming out from our former uh, Bachelor producer, uh, Alon Gale, and who's a great oh. man who married Ashley and myself, a close friend, and he is a producer on a brand new reality dating show that is going to be on HBO Max called F-Boy Island. And like the series concept was created by Alon, uh, who obviously was a producer on the show. Now, uh, he's he credits uh, Love is Blind, and HBO Max's holiday-themed dating show, 12 Dates of Christmas. Um, and then he goes on to say, Alon says this, 
When I first got the call to be part of a reality dating show called F-Boy Island, I said yes immediately. Then I realized they weren't asking me to be one of the girls looking for love. Oh, this is, I'm sorry. I'm mixing up my quotes all over the place. This is Nikki Glazer. Okay. Long story short, F-Boy Island is mm. a brand new show that is produced by Alon, which I'm super excited about. It's going to be on HBO Max. It is hosted by Nikki Glazer. Anything that Alon does, I'm 100% in because that man is a genius, and I'm super excited for the show. I don't know exactly when it's going to air, um, but all I know is that I cannot wait for it. All right, on a scale of 1 to 10 for F-Boy Island, is it going to be more or less cheesy than The Bachelor? Uh, definitely more. But that's okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna keep doing it. I'm just gonna say more. I'm gonna keep naming a couple. I don't want you to go more or okay. less, more or less cheesy than uh, Love Is Blind. Equal. I think it's gonna be very, very Love Is Blind esque. Okay, because I I looked at. I'm, I, obviously, we don't really know anything about it at this point. I'm excited to at least give it a try because I love Alon. I think he is, like you said, he's a genius. Uh, I'm excited to watch it. I the the cover art for the poster. I was like, this is the cheesiest looking poster board i've ever seen in my entire life it's like an island with a girl on it and like a million guys like swimming into it poorly photoshopped into it uh oh that's so, so great based solely off of alon nikki and uh bill dixon who you know as well who's also an incredibly intelligent guy i'm definitely gonna watch it but uh i i guess i'm keeping the bar i'm keeping my uh, expectations maintained a little bit well alon's kind of from my understanding the master behind mastermind behind paradise uh and right I Paradise is my favorite show within the Bachelor franchise, and I think I just I love Alain, uh, Alain's creativity. I love that he's willing to take risk, and I think when he was on Bachelor, he was held in check a little bit. Obviously, it's an ABC show. Mm -hmm. ABC is owned by Disney. There's only so much provocative things that you can do, and you can only toy with the edge as far as you can go that ABC will allow. Rightfully so, of course. ABC has to watch themselves. But now that Alon is on HBO and producing this reality show right. that's literally titled F-Boy Island and airing on HBO, which, you know, hey, uh, no holds bar on that. I'm very excited to see how far he's going to push the envelope. That's what I'm most excited about. It, I, I agree with what you're saying. HBO will be a fun platform for him because mm -hmm. it's uh, – you know, I think HBO was the network that I saw my first booby on when I was a kid. They don't really tend to hold back when it comes to that kind of stuff. So uh, pretty exciting in that respect. Do you remember the show it was on? Uh, I I think so. There was a show back in the day called like Cat House something. And it was about, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, but also uh, Easton just uh, messaged us and I agree with him. You remember watching Real Sex as a kid? Oh, yes. Real sex. Uh, taxi cab confession. Sometimes you'd see it. And then yes. uh, sometimes they would air. I th I think it was on HBO that they would air uh, Howard Stern episodes. And sometimes you would catch a glimpse of a little bit of nipple on there. And listen, when you're a 12 year old boy, this is like a kind of maybe like right when the Internet was kind of catching on. So and, and you have a family computer instead of your own personal laptop. So you have to be very careful mm -hmm. when you could be on your television at one in the morning flip over to HBO and see like a little something provocative as a 12 year old boy. You're like, this is awesome jackpot so yeah i think for anyone within our like era uh it has a very strong affinity for hbo for that reason alone in my opinion oh 100 um so i'm excited for f boy island and uh now i'm gonna go back and rewatch real sex um so oh also i just i want to i want to say this before we move on to, to having uh sheena join us Kaylin just told me that her grandmother listens to the po this podcast uh -oh. and after saying that i just feel a little uh uncomfortable so dear joe if you're listening to this um, I'm sorry. Yes, Kaylin's grandmother. I apologize as well. 
Uh, <laughs> I hope we get to meet in person one day and I can formally apologize for everything I've said on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we do have another topic that I want to get into before Sheena or Lisa, uh, Alyssa calls in. And that is there was a New York Times article that said seven ways to reset your relationship. Now, experts say couples can emerge from the pandemic stronger than ever by learning from the past and looking towards the future. During this time, couples may have been spending about as much time with each other as would normally be stretched across a two to three year period, said Bryce Dehone, who's a clinical psychologist in Portland, Oregon. And they've had to occupy multiple roles that would have been previously filled by others, like friends, which is impossible. I will say, I this the pandemic is kind of like, well, I mean, the horribleness of the pandemic, obviously, aside, it's kind of like Bachelor, right? Because you, you're forced to live together, you're forced to, you know, be creative, and you're stuck in this one place for an extended period of time. It's kind of like a, a speed dating relationship. My sister-in-law moved back to Virginia right before the pandemic started and had to move in with her boyfriend. He, and they were living together like a month before the pandemic hit. And then boom, they were stuck inside the house. And that was like, okay, we're going to find out if this relationship is going to make it or break it through the pandemic. Thank God they made it. And now they're engaged. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of a similar situation. Not quite as extreme as that though. For Kaylin and I, we were together, I think for probably seven, eight months at the time. And then, yeah, you just go from, you know, doing your own thing to all of a sudden being with each other 24 uh, seven. I, I want to, what do you think? Do you think more couples succeeded or failed because of it? I, if I had to bet, I'd love to see numbers on this. I would say more couples. Whew, I, I'd honestly, my gut reaction says failed because I bet people looked at it and said, Hey, um, I only have so much time on this earth. I think people are really rethinking their priorities throughout this pandemic. And they're probably wanting to do the things that they've always wanted to do. Kind of like you, where you're like, hey, I want to travel and I want to see this. And you're very lucky to have someone like Kaylin who supports that and lets you do your own adventures. I don't feel like everyone's like Kaylin. So I'm curious if people are like, hey, I need to do this. And then other people were like, hey, I need you here. And that caused friction. And uh, I bet more relationships broke up uh, than stayed together through the pandemic. I'll bet you what, though. I bet you if you in 30 years time were to compare uh, divorce statistics, uh, I bet you that there would be a, a sharp decrease in divorces, judging from this uh, 18 month window that we've been in, because like you said, it kind of pressure cooks the relationship pre-marriage, obviously, like I don't really think any married couples were getting divorced because of COVID. I'm sure obviously one or two, whatever. But I think that <laughs> just one or two kind of, you know, it, in the world, it gives you but I'm saying way less than other relationships. I bet you it gets giving these couples a lot of insight to whether they're going to want to spend the rest of their life with this person. And because of that, I think it's going to reduce the divorce rates, at least for this little 18 month window, if you know what I'm saying. No, I that's an interesting theory. So the, the New York Times article goes on, says now as many couples have to plunge back into the hum of life, it is a perfect opportunity for a relationship reset to learn from our time hunkering down together and look forward to the future. So number one, they say there are seven ways to reset your relationship. Number one, do a relationship review. First, have a sit down together to assess what worked about your relationship and what didn't during quarantine. I think that's a good idea. Sure, why not? Shouldn't you just do that all the time anyway? Not just about quarantine. Shouldn't you kind of sit down and be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what you're thinking. Be on the same page. No, maybe. Yes. 
I, I mean, I think, yeah, I think quarantine kind of gives you an excuse to sit down and say and talk about it, though, which is nice. It's always good to have a reason, you know? Fair point. Number two, voice your appreciation. Perhaps over the past year, you haven't felt like giving compliments to your partner, but positive feedback is important. Do you compliment Kaylin a lot? I bet you do. Uh, I, I compliment her more in the short term. I, need, I think I could probably do a better job of being like, hey, just to let you know, I appreciate your existence more so than just being like, hey, you look really nice today. You know, kind of like more of a broader, more all-encompassing compliment. More in-depth compliment. Yeah, which probably are more meaningful. Uh, a little known fact about Dean. Dean, you are a great complimentor, if that makes sense. Oh. You, you're great at giving compliments. Well, I, as are you. Thank you very much. I'm also a really good complimentee. I'm really good at receiving compliments, uh, which I get quite often if I don't, <laughs> if I don't, you know, humble brag. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually really bad at it. There was actually a time uh, like a week ago. I can't remember what it was, but Kaylin and I hadn't really hung out for a long time. Kaylin was like in Vegas for a month and I was in Los Angeles for a couple of weeks. She got back and I like was kind of like hungover. So I was like pretty standoffish. And then I left to go play golf and I was like driving away and I texted her. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm really sorry for being uh, kind of quiet. Uh, I really appreciate that you're back in Los Angeles and, you know, Los Angeles is a better city with you here or something like that. Uh, and I was like, oh, I was, I was like, hopefully she takes that as a, you know, a good thing. I don't know. It was just one of those moments where I was like kind of trying to be more, uh, you know, retroactively complimentary instead of just being like, you look nice or whatever. But Anyways, I don't know where the story was going. I think the fact that you're bad at taking compliments is a good thing because that means you're humble. Now, we're going to get back to this article because we also have five more to go that we want to talk to you about. But we do have a very special guest who is on the line with us right now. It is the Help I Suck at Dating fan that we were talking about who said her best friend knows her be way better than she knows herself. And including the best friend apparently told her, hey, listen, this guy's going to be a dick. And this guy's going to ghost you. And she knew all this just by looking at a Tinder date. It is our friend Alyssa. Alyssa, thank you so much. Allie, Allie or Alyssa, do you, do you, which one do you go by? I go by Allie. Well, Allie, I'm Jared. It's so nice meeting you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, of course. Hey, Allie. Hi. So, Allie, you told us that your best friend knows you way better than you know yourself. And apparently your best friend knew in two seconds if a guy was going to work out with you or not, including the story that I just told where you showed your best friend a picture of a Tinder date that you had. And she was like, that guy's going to be a jerk and totally ghost you. And guess what? That guy was totally a jerk and ghosted you. How the hell did she know that? <laughs> I wish I knew. She has done it more times, honestly, than I can count. And I don't know how she knows. I, I literally, I was send her a picture and she's like, nope, red flags. I'm like, well, it's like a picture of him smiling. Like, how are you, how are you getting that? I, I will never understand. I think we might need to have your friend on this podcast to kind of dive into the reason and logic behind it. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> we have all these dating experts on, but truly your best friend is the dating expert because she can just see a picture of a person and be like, nah, it's not going to work out. Or yeah. it could be the love of your life. Could be. Allie, what do you think it is? Do you think that she's able, able to read the men really well? Or do you think it's just that she knows you really well? I think she just knows me. And I think she knows when I'm going beneath me and she's just like you can like come on and i think i you know sometimes your friends just know if you're taking it too easy on yourself and it's like just push yourself out there like stop sticking with the same person that you know it's not gonna work how long have you guys been best friends for since fifth grade oh wow long so, time so yeah. she definitely does know you very very well oh yeah oh yeah 
Was she doing it back in like middle school and everything too? Like you would have a crush on a, on a boy in middle school or something and she would kind of talk you out of it? I think the best thing about us is that we have complete opposite tastes. So we've never had an issue of like the same guy. It's always been complete opposites. And I think that's why we get along so well and why we can tell each other everything because there's no conflicting interests ever. But yeah, in middle school, we were, you know, we would talk about guys all the time. I mean, at recess, you know, every day. It's what girls do in middle school. And I don't know, that's how we bonded. So, uh, Ali, you also said that you suck at dating. Now, granted, my whole theory is that we all suck at dating, no whether we're, whether we're married, single, in a relationship, doesn't matter. Because I can tell you I'm married, and I promise you my wife would say I suck at dating. So, Ali, <laughs> what do you think you suck at dating at? I, I don't know. I think going into a relationship is just scary. You know, I think taking that leap and really putting all your trust in somebody is a scary thing to do. And especially if you have those doubts of, is this the right person to really, you know, give everything to it's, it's hard. And, um, I think that's where a lot of the issues stem from for me, especially is just, you know, putting that trust in someone when you have had that trust broken so many times already. Yeah. It's scary. It's not easy, especially right now during like coming out of this pandemic and then having to like mm -hmm. re-enter society. It's a crazy time to start dating right now. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm a single mom, so I actually have a three-year-old daughter. Aww. So we've had our fair share of, you know, broken trust and, and all of that. So I think that's where, especially now it's gotten worse where my issues are. Mm -hmm. Where do you live, Allie? I live in Portland, Oregon. Oh, nice, nice. Um, I, yeah, I wonder what the dating scene is like up there. I feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of outdoorsy people up there, right? Yeah, and I'm not outdoorsy, so <laughs> it's hard to find <laughs> hard to find the right the right person. Yeah, you gotta have similar interests too. I relate to you there, Allie. I'm not outdoorsy either. <laughs> Dean is very outdoorsy. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Oh, sometimes. Guy jumps out of planes. He has a he has a van. Okay, he lives in a van. Um, but Allie, I just wanted to ask you now that you brought yeah. up that you're a single mom. So how is that with dating? You know, we talked a lot about this pot on this podcast about, you know, a lot of people uh, struggle dating um, when they have kids, because it's always like that awkward conversation. Sometimes you have to have and saying, hey, you know, it's not you're not just dating me. But you know, I also have, you know, a, a kid who I love very much. And so you know, there's more that goes into just, hey, let's kind of hang out and see what happens. So how has your experience been like that? Um, with dating? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a hard boundary to set because obviously you want a relationship, but you don't want to introduce somebody to your kid that in six months is going to leave and they get attached, right? So I think I think it's a thing where I don't hide it. I mean, I know there's some situations where people like leave it out until like last minute. And I think that's just wrong because I don't want a guy to have certain expectations and then realize I have a kid. And like, I obviously she's my priority. And I'm not going to be able to, you know, drop everything, go on a date. I have to, you know, get my mom to watch her, get a babysitter, like whatever. It's it's not as simple as, you know, just being able to go out. And like, I've had guys who the day before, like, you want to go out tomorrow? I'm like, I, I can't. Yeah. Nobody can watch her, you know? And, and I think it's hard where I have set the boundary where if I find somebody, it's at least going to be like a few months before I'm going to introduce them to her. Because I think for kids, it's hard for them to understand, especially because her dad's not in the picture what like a dad is you know and i don't want her to get that attachment and then it just be broken well Allie, you sound like a great mom and uh <laughs> you truly i'm not being i'm not saying that to just you. like trying to be nice that's a, a very respectful um thing that 
you just said and and we wish you the best of luck and thank you so much for listening to the podcast and thank you so yeah, much for coming you. on oh you kidding me no thank you thanks Allie. see you later yeah bye Allie. so sorry to interrupt really quick is diana your friend she's now in the waiting room yes she is okay oh interesting so diana is the fortune-telling friend is that right <laughs> yes nice hi hi diana <laughs> hi diana <laughs> great to meet you guys oh the, the yeah, pleasure is all ours. You're the <laughs> oh, one who, so with, the, with the crystal ball over here telling your, your friend Allie <laughs> over here who's good for her, who's not good for her. Well, it's like pretty easy to tell most of the guys aren't good for her. <laughs> Diana, we got to know, what's your, what's your method to uh, deciphering who is and who isn't good enough? Or like, and what they're going to do with such great uh, and enormous accuracy, like Allie was saying, you said that some guy was going to take her on a date and then ghost her after the date. And that's exactly what happened. So how do you kind of nail it in so, so accurately? You just like, likes guys who are kind of douchebags. So like, I feel like mm. it's kind of easy to make that assumption with most of them, but not most of them ghost her. Right. But this one in particular, I think it was just like very clear he had douchebag energy. So... <laughs> I like uh, Diana. I like that you're able to just tell by a picture if a guy has douchebag energy. I really enjoy that. That's oh, my it's favorite. so easy to tell. Yeah, <laughs> come on. What's what do you think the number one telltale sign is of douchebag energy? Oh, like a gym mirror selfie, <laughs> or like if they played a sport in college. That's yes. an immediate red flag for me. So many. Hey, oh, Dean, did, Dean, did you play a sport in college? <gasps> I played intramural flag football. Does that nope, count? Nope, it doesn't. I didn't play college sport either, so I think we're good. We just got to make sure we yeah, don't take pictures in front of the gym. I played a college sport. Uh-oh, uh uh-uh. <laughs> Douchebag energy. Yeah, hey, oh, here we no. go. We're gonna, this is what we do. We just cause uh, friction and, and friendships over here and help us like a dating. Maybe it was me all along. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Allie and Diana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We truly appreciate it. And thank you so much for responding to the DM and listening to the podcast. Yeah, of course. It means the world to us. Well, thank you so yeah. much for having us. Glad to be here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. All right, bye, guys. Hey, maybe next time you come on the podcast, you'll suck just a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> Work on it. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners 
say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. First of all, you don't know me. <laughs> We're all High school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl. You could sit with us, girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama drama queens, drama queens. Hey, this is Bethany Joy Lance and Sophia Bush and Hillary Burton, and we have a podcast called Drama Queens. I feel like it's a walk down memory lane that also might be a little bit of a stumble down memory lane. I mean, we'll have cocktails sometimes, so we might leave stumbling. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. There are no fans like One Tree Hill fans. There is no family like our family. So we got together to do a rewatch podcast to relive the show as so many of you have so many times, because to be honest, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't seen it since 2002, 2003. We can't wait to take this trip down memory lane with all of you. What would our characters be doing right now? I think Haley would probably be, uh, I mean, she's got to be close to an empty nester now, right? Like um, Jamie's out of the house. Is she getting wild? She might, she might be finally ready to live out those wild years that she- Cut loose, uh, baby. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think it might be time. I'm going to say a lot of therapy. (laughs) Peyton Sawyer is in so much therapy. 
right now. Well, not long ago, I found my vote Brooke Davis for president pin. I don't know. Is Brooke Davis a senator or something? Like a hundred percent. Yeah, you can totally go for that. There's so much cool stuff to imagine for them. But before we can go forward, we got to go back to the beginning. You nailed it. (laughs) Make sure you all listen to Drama Queens on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at dramaqueensoth. Or email us at dramaqueens at iHeartRadio.com. See you next time. We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. Hey, welcome back to the podcast, Dean, myself. Uh, so another thank you to Ali and Diana for joining us on the podcast. That was great. And we have another special guest who's on the line with us right now. Uh, she is the authority on how to crush your inner, inner critic so that you can live a life of purpose, fulfillment, and true success. It is Dr. Elizabeth Lombardo. Doctor, how are you? I am well and grateful to be here. Uh, we're very grateful to have you. So you are, uh, this is, I'm not joking. This is how they, they phrased it for me. You are America's most trusted celebrity psychologist with over 100 national media interviews. You are on the Today Show, Good Morning America, Dr. Oz. I don't know why I said that with like such a Boston accent. Dr. Oz, Fox Business Dr. News, Oz. Wall Street Journal, Forbes, you're all over the place. Um, so thank you for coming on the podcast. So you are a celebrity psychologist. Yes. What do you do exactly? What does that mean? You just you only talk to celebrities? Well, I don't only talk to celebrities, <laughs> but I do work with a lot of, of celebrities and professional athletes because here's the thing. It's not easy being in the limelight all the time, right? You can't even go to Target without people watching you, taking pictures of you, constantly being scrutinized. And a lot of times people think once you've, quote, made it, once you have the money, the fame, the fortune, then you should have no problems at all. And yet there are unique problems and issues that celebrities and professional athletes face. And so that's what I specialize in. Oh, 100%. Sorry, Dean just logged off. He'll, he'll be back in a second. Sometimes his Wi-Fi comes and goes. Can you offend him? Uh, probably. He he was like, oh, excuse me, I'm very famous. Uh, I don't know why you don't talk <laughs> to me. You're famous for this. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Um, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. You know, there's so many different um, problems that a lot of people have in this world. And you, like you said, with celebrity status and someone who's like had a small, small, small sliver of it, um, it is crazy because you are truly under a microscope and everything that you say and do can be used against you. Uh, not just in the court of law, but in the court of public opinion, which is very important. Um, and it's pretty and there, stressful. And so many people have opinions now, right? That yeah. really, it's and it's their own, it's their own stuff that they're just putting out on other people. They're unhappy, so they're putting other people down. They're going to put down the people who are more successful because it helps them theoretically feel better about themselves. It doesn't really, but they think it will. Yeah, um, I agree. And like to make it a little bit timely, uh, you know, Chris Harrison uh, from the Bachelor franchise is no longer with the show, and you know, I, I'm not stating my opinion about this, uh, but one thing that I did want to say. We, we've talked about it on the podcast extensively last week was a lot of people were saying, hey, Chris Harrison has a position of power. And because of the things that he said, his position of power needed to be taken away. But 
it's hard because that position of power that people want to say is his job. And so I feel like that kind of relates as well. Uh, we don't have to get into it because I know it's like a really, uh, you know, very sensitive topic. But that was something yeah. that was just on my head. Um, yeah. But yeah. you were also you also described about how you're on a mission to help recognize your real self worth, which it, it helps you live the life that you've always dreamed of. So how can people out there really uh, realize their self worth? Because I mean, so many of my friends and so many people you probably know, they just, you know, they're always down on themselves. And it, it's hard to really kind of figure out, hey, listen, I'm worth it. So how can people do that? Yeah, and it's not just do I have high self-worth or low self-worth. It's not just the quantitative, but I would say it's also the qualitative, meaning what kind of self-worth are you focused on? So as a society, people tend to have what I call conditional self-worth. Conditional self-worth means I believe in myself if and only if certain external circumstances are met. And those external circumstances vary from person to person. So it may be if and only if I get a certain number of likes on social media, if people compliment me, if I look a certain way, if I make a certain amount of money. And so they're constantly determining how to view themselves according to how other people react, what's going on in the outside world. And when we do that, it's almost like being on a treadmill, right? You take a step forward, but eventually you got to take another step, another step, another step, and you get nowhere. So the goal is to really have what I call unconditional self worth. Unconditional self-worth means you believe in yourself regardless, not in a narcissistic, I'm better than you sort of way, but just based in your values, based in your core strengths, who you are, being comfortable in your own skin so that not only can you be happier within you, but then you share that with other people. Because people who have conditional self-worth, the I only feel good about myself if, they're the ones who are putting other people down. Right, putting other people down to feel better about themselves. There's the ones who, who have come from this win-lose mentality. If I win, then you lose. But if you win, then I lose. And so there's this constant competition that they have. When we have unconditional self-worth, we can just believe in ourselves for who we are. We can take feedback and it doesn't feel like a personal attack on us. We can, we can listen to it and decide what we want to do with it. But it, it's that notion where I'm, I'm good regardless of how other people react towards me. So I've, I've got a question for you then. So on that note, I how do I differentiate between unconditional self-worth and being uh, critical to the point where I'm trying to improve myself? Because I think that I've got self-worth pretty down for myself, but I'm so critical of myself. You know, like I do something dumb or I make a mistake and I and like in my head, my internal monologue is like, oh, you idiot, you messed that up so bad, like blah, blah, blah. But I say that because I know that I can do better and it's like kind of an encouragement for me to do better next time. So how do I kind of differentiate between those two things? Yeah. So is it that notion, the spirit of continuous improvement? Like, hey, I'm, I'm good and I can keep getting better. And so that 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 talk, that internal dialogue that you have, does it motivate you or does it push you down and make you feel bad about yourself? So really the barometer there would be how does it feel when you have those internal conversations? If it feels encouraging and motivating, kind of in a, a drill sergeant, you know, you can do better kind of way great if it feels like oh i feel really down about myself then you may want to address that inner critic that makes sense that makes a lot of sense yeah i guess i uh, to just kind of close the loop on that i've never really uh gotten down on myself for it but i just like i i'll like say things out loud sometimes and my friends will hear me and they're like whoa man like you need to be less harsh on yourself and i'm like no i need to be harder on myself i don't know <laughs> Well, you know, and again, it's, it's drill sergeant versus versus cheerleader mentality, right? Both a drill sergeant who yells and puts someone down versus a cheerleader who encourages them. The ultimate goal for both is the same for that person to be better. 
right? So some people respond better to a little more harsh because it does motivate them. Some people that kind of inner dialogue puts them way down. They feel, you know, down, depressed. They can't, they can't do anything. So it really is, is determined by the individual. I'm like Dean. I'm, I'm very much a drill sergeant in my own head. Um, but my question is, how do, how do you achieve unconditional self-worth? Because I completely agree with you, but I'm sure like myself, so many people out there, it just almost feels impossible to achieve because it's no matter how many times I tell myself I can do it, I can do it, I, like I'm worth it, I can do this. Like there's always a pretty decent sized voice in the back of my head saying, eh, probably not. You probably can't do it. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. You did not come out of your mama's womb thinking I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Right. That was learned. Anything learned can be unlearned and relearned. But if you created a habit, which is what these thoughts are, right? These kind of beating yourself up thoughts, they have become a habit. Once you create a habit, it takes more than one practice to undo it. So my grandmother, um, she was a psychiatric nurse, but she was also a very, um, a very good piano player. And even though she never graduated from university, she taught a course um, in college called How to Play the Piano Despite Years of Practice. So think about that, how to play the piano despite years of practice. So what she'd do is she would work with her, her students. She would get rid of the habits that they had developed. She would help them get rid of the ones that didn't work. She would teach them the ones that do work, and then they would practice the habits that work. So if you get rid of what isn't working for you, some of that inner dialogue that's beating you up, at the same time, learn the skills of how to rewire your brain, of how to um, approach things differently, and you practice that over and over and over again, then what you're doing is you're rewiring your brain so that that becomes your new normal. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process, but you also didn't learn this inner critic overnight. Do you have an example of like, what's a first step someone can take in order to start unlearning those things? Because I think the the, you know, enacting those things is the most difficult part, right? Just like in life, like whenever, hey, I want to get back in shape, the most difficult thing is actually going to the gym, like, you know, once you're there, you're fine. But it's like, okay, I got to force myself. So what is something somebody can do to force themselves saying, hey, I, I this is how I can re reteach myself? Yeah, great question. And, and on top of that, scientists say we have about 60,000 thoughts racing through our head every single day. 60,000 thoughts. I don't even think I could count from one to 60 in, in, in you know the time that I'm awake. So all of these thoughts are racing through our head. We don't even know we're having them. So the first step is actually to realize what you're saying to yourself, right? Realize when that inner critic is getting so loud because it's, it's for a lot of people, it's almost like background music. Like you don't really notice it until someone says, oh, do you hear that song? You're like, oh yeah, it's been playing this whole time. So one of the ways to realize when you're having these thoughts that aren't helpful to you are what I call red flags. And red flag, three different red flags. And when you have these, what I want you to do is stop and ask yourself, wait, what am I saying to myself? So the first red flag is when you have emotions you don't want. You notice you're feeling angry or anxious or worried or overwhelmed, depressed, whatever it is. Those emotions are caused by a thought. So we stop and say, what am I saying to myself? Second red flag are, 
are physiological, right? Physical symptoms. Some some people notice maybe um, butterflies in their in their stomach. I, I notice when I walk by the mirror and my ears and my shoulders have become one because there's so much tension in my neck. That's my red flag. So looking at what your body is saying to you. Some people get sweaty palms, right? Some people kind of get a blotchy face or racing heart rate. Stop and ask yourself, what am I saying to myself right now that may be causing this? And then the third red flag are uh, behaviors you don't want to do. So when you notice yourself, I don't know, being more irritable with a loved one, when you notice yourself, if you wanted to go to the gym, you notice yourself avoiding and procrastinating going to the gym, red flag, what am I saying to myself that may be causing that? Because we have to know what you're saying to yourself in order to change it. There's been many days where I go to the gym and sit in my car for a good 25 minutes, just scrolling through my phone and be like, okay, just get in there. Just go, just go, just go, just go, just do it. And then it takes about 20 minutes to finally get in there. Uh, <laughs> and how long do you work out? I mean, that's, a, that's I almost a work. <laughs> I know. I'm, 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 I, it's maybe I'm dramatizing it, but it's probably a good five minutes. <laughs> and in when you're in your head for five minutes, it feels like 20. Um, well, doctor, thank you so much. Now we do have some emails. So every week we have emailers that email us in that listen to the podcast and ask questions. And so I'd love if you could stick around and help us answer some of those questions. Excellent. I'd love to. All right, cool. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we're back to Dean's favorite segment of the podcast, uh, with Dr. Lombardo. All right, Dr. E, well, thank you. But before we get to emails, we just want to tell you guys about Zuru because summer just got absolutely crazy with color. Crazy bunch of balloons by Zuru are here to help unleash summer fun. Dude, these are awesome. They're super easy. All you have to do is simply attach the stem to a hose. You can fill and tie 100 water balloons in 60 seconds. That's insane. Bunch of balloons are now made from certified recycled plastic. Our friends at Zuru Toys just sent us an amazing surprise unboxing experience to prepare us for the ultimate water fight. It was like Christmas in June for me. Now jump into summer with an all-out water balloon fight or blast away with X-Shot Fast Fill Water Blasters. I've already sprayed water all around the house. Ashley's not happy with me, but they're super fun. Now for the little ones, we have tons of bubble blowing fun with Glove a Bubble. Visit Zuru.com to find out more about the hottest toys for summer to keep you cool. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. 
Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Myself, Dean, and we have Dr. Elizabeth Lombardo, who's going to help us answer your wonderful emails. Again, please email us. It is my favorite part of the podcast. It is, more importantly, Dean's favorite part of the podcast, the only reason he shows up. So, Dean... Where can the people email us? Oh, Jared, that's a great question. Let me tell them where they can email us. That email is isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. One more time for the listeners, isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Please email us. <laughs> Please. It's, it's, I need Dean on this Please. podcast, and he said he's only going to stick around if you email us. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, we, we got a couple emails this week, which is great. Uh, we have one from Christian and one from our good friend Nick Vial, a.k.a. Anonymous. Uh, Mark, if you're out there in the wide world web, 
World Wide Web. Would you mind please jumping in and reading this email for us? I can. Yes, indeed. From Christian, my fiance and I are getting married in September. We're happy in love. We get along really well. We've had maybe three fights in the four years we've been together, all of which have been focused around his bad habits, one of which is porn. At first, I was really disappointed when I learned he watched it. For the most part, it is considered normal, so I learned to accept that part of him and not push the issue further. However, recently I could feel in my gut that something wasn't right, so I did something I should never do. I looked at his phone. Now, I know that he would never physically cheat on me, and I didn't find evidence of that. Thank God. However, I did see that he's been searching girls' names on Instagram, and all of them have explicit content in their profiles. And on Snapchat, he was following an explicit female's content, which is the same person he sent a follow request to on Instagram. He isn't liking the pictures, but it just doesn't seem like something a loving fiancé would do. So my question is, should I be worried that he likes to view and follow other girls posting explicit content or should I just let it go? Ooh, that's a, that's a loaded question as they usually are. Uh, <laughs> I kind of think, I kind of think it's, uh, it's teetering to the side of being a bad thing because yes, while porn has been normalized over the past couple decades, I think going out of the way to follow them on like social media that's a little, that's a little, uh, that's crossing a line, in my opinion. Uh, and again, I could be swayed either direction. I just, my, my gut tells me that it's, a, it is a bit of an issue, in my opinion. Um, I, well, doctor, why don't you go first and then I'll give my opinion. Run. <laughs> this is a huge red flag. <laughs> Just because he hasn't been caught having a physical relationship with someone else. This is an emotional affair. These are multiple emotional affairs. If he's doing this now when, you know, he's you're usually on your best behavior when you're dating. I don't even want to think about what's going to happen if you get married. Huge red flag, I say. But okay, doctor, let's, can we say this though? Can we, can we encourage her to confront him about it and then kind of see how things unfold from there? Or do you think she just get up and pack her bags and get out right away? She can certainly have a conversation with him. I mean, and again, this is an emotional affair that he's having. So how do we know that? Well, if he's being dishonest, um, he's lying about it. And is this something he's, he says, Hey, why don't you pursue your own interests outside the bedroom between the two of us also? No. He's doing this behind her back. Um, he's not being open and honest. Uh, yeah, I would definitely have a conversation with him. But it sounds like, given what she said, um, that you know this has been a habit. This is not something new. So it's a huge red flag. I would not jump into this marriage right now. I would definitely take a step back and have a conversation and see what's going to happen. I'm definitely leading towards doctor's advice here. Listen. Porn is normal. Like I, every once in a while, if you watch it, like I get it, right? You know, you. But this seems like an addiction because you've had fights about it. You guys dated for four years, and the only fight you've had about him, that you guys had in your relationship is about his, you know, watching porn, which seems like it's not like just like a random hey once a month thing or whatever. It's it seems like he's doing this on a consistent level to the point, like you said, he's following girls on Instagram who have explicit content and on Snapchat. Um, it just seems like it might be an addiction for him. And it's something that you should confront totally before you decide to get married because once you get married, it could get a lot messier. So this is something that, Christian, if I were you, I would confront. I don't think you should let this go. I think you should let him know that this is a big issue for you, one that could potentially end the relationship if he's not willing to um, 
change in some way. And doctor, see if you agree with this. Um, I feel like you know we're saying porn is normal. I feel like every relationship is different. So just because somebody tells you something is normal, don't ignore it if it bothers you. If it's something that bothers you, it's time to talk about it. Don't say, oh, my friends say it's normal or society said it's normal. If it bothers you, you got to talk about it. Everybody's different. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Normal is relative, right? right. What your normal is versus them. And we're not just talking about watching porn. We're talking about following different women. That's that's different here. So there, there are a couple different layers of what's going on. But absolutely. 100%. Just because someone says it's normal doesn't mean it needs to be your normal. If it's not comfortable for you, red flag, listen to your gut because so often people don't and then they end up getting divorced a couple of years later. You don't need to do that. Yeah. And and like I said at the top of it, I was I was teetering either direction after hearing your guys' arguments. I fully am on board with what you guys are saying. And I'd like to I'd like to specify too the reason, uh, in my opinion at least, and please anyone correct jump in and correct me if they think I'm wrong here. The reason it becomes a red flag once he starts following the social media uh, accounts on Instagram and Snapchat is because then it becomes accessible to the point where you're in line at the grocery store, or you're at work or you're driving your car or something like that. And you're just like scrolling through Instagram and then you're looking at that, you know, explicit, explicit content there. Then the, the level of access is too immediate and too you're just kind of like integrating that into your everyday life. And that's when it becomes a big and issue, in my opinion. I agree. And it's also scary because things escalate. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just watching porn. Oh, now I'm just following. Oh, now I just comment. Oh, now I'm just DMing. And it's like, that's what right. I'd be nervous about, the escalation of the this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's great. I think that uh, I, I want to go ahead and say, I think if we were given that email Two years ago, we would have had much different responses, not because we would have felt differently, but just because our advice is just, especially with doctor, uh, with the doctor here, we are just getting insignificant, or whoa, not insurmountably better, significantly better, I want to say. <laughs> I really think it's all credited to Dr. Elizabeth for joining us. Dr. Lombardo. I, I, I don't disagree, but I just, I want to, I want us to give ourselves some credit here too. Oh, I like that. Unconditional yes. self-worth, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The evolution of Dean and Jared continues. All right, this is yeah. from Anonymous, and yeah, this exactly. seems to be a very similar issue. I've been dating a guy for over a year now. I love him dearly. I know he loves me. We talk about plans to get married and spend our lives together. We've met all of each other's family, and now we live together. I recently went out of town, and my boyfriend messaged multiple girls as soon as he dropped me off at the airport. I found these messages about a week later. He tells me nothing came of the messages, and I believe him from what I read. I also talked to the only girl that replied to him. He says this is something he has done on and off throughout our relationship, but has never physically cheated on me, just like knowing he could still get attention from girls made him feel good. He wants to stay together. He says he still loves me, and he wants to move forward from this, but I'm not sure how. Please send your advice. I'll tell you how. You tell him not to DM other girls. Like, I I mean, I, I don't get this. Listen, Anonymous, I send you all the love in the world, but don't believe him when he says, Oh, I not, I, nothing was coming from the messages. Like I just, I like getting the attention from women. That's the most giant red flag there is. He's not, he, if he loves the attention so much, he probably also wants the attention, not just over DM, but in person, big red flag. I feel like we had a really unique opportunity between these two emails to, to see Christian's life one year in the future. Christian being the first emailer who emailed us saying this, because this is exactly her situation in one year of her getting dropped off at the airport and her boyfriend, hopefully her not her husband at the time, DMing girls and seeing if he can just get the attention of them. And I agree. 
I think that's definitely a red flag. I think that it just it's just not not good. I want to hear Dr. Lombardo's take on it because I know she's going to have a, a very solid take on this. Well, first of all, just because uh, nothing happened doesn't mean it, it just means he was unsuccessful. Yeah, what that's was like his intention? A murder and missing when you shoot. You're not like, oh, so I'm not guilty. Completely guilty here. Yeah. So just because he's unsuccessful in, in getting these women to respond or do something doesn't mean that he is innocent here. This is a great example of conditional self-worth, right? I feel good about myself if and only if, or if multiple women are interested in me, having conversations with me, flirting with me, and he needs that extra internal validation. Huge, huge red flag. He needs to get some work. He needs to get some therapy to address what is going on. Because here's the thing, right now it's this, but this is definitely one of those things where he's going to need more, he's going to need more, he's going to need more. And if he doesn't address it now, um, he's not even going to realize that he's he's relying on these external validation from these these other women in order to feel good about himself. Again, this is the beginning of the relationship. You're, you're a year in, you're supposed to be on your best behavior. This is when you're supposed to be most in love, right? And, and if, if that's not happening, if he's dropping you off and texting you I right know. then... Mm. Immediately afterwards, he didn't even wait. I gotta, I gotta say this too. Anonymous at one point near the end of the email says he wants to stay together. Says he still loves me and wants to move forward from this. This is actually one of my biggest gripes with dating in today's day and age: is people throw the word love around all the time and they don't have the actions to back it up. They say it because they like how it sounds, they like the implications of it, but they're not willing to act like they're actually in love. Uh, and we see it all the time with kids, especially kids. I want to say like late teenagers, early 20 year olds. He's saying he loves you, but he's not acting like he loves you. And that's the biggest issue because someone that actually loves you wouldn't be doing that. hundred percent. Here's the other thing, anonymous that I need you to hear. We want you to hear. You are worthy of having someone who is devoted to you. And that is not who this guy is. I know we all want to be in love, right? People want to be in relationships. We want to be comfortable. We want to have that person we can rely on. You cannot rely on him right now. So realize that you are worth much more than this. If you are being devoted to him, you deserve a man who's going to be devoted to you. And that's not what you're getting here. Just think yeah. of the thought process yeah. there. Hey, she's going out of town. Oh, let's see. Who can I text? Who can I message? Who can I DM? Like he's thinking all of that as you're, as you're driving to the airport. It's not good. I, I can't believe yeah, his excuse was, oh, yeah, this is something I've done on and off through all my relationships. Like, what? <laughs> like, the fact that this is his normal is 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 very concerning. That's a big him. red flag that this is his normal. And Anonymous, yeah. I'm, I, I agree with do the doctor. Like, he's got a lot of things that he needs to work through. And I'm not saying that, like, you guys can't work through them together. But it, it things need to change. Uh significantly in my opinion and, and it needs to start with him acknowledging that this is not okay because yeah. he has justified it and he is not he is not saying it's not okay he's saying it's something that he just does so. i i totally agree and if he doesn't acknowledge that this is something that's not okay then that might be the reason you need to get out of the relationship um well doctor thank you so much for joining us today you were the best we really appreciate it well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. So make sure everybody yeah, goes check too. out Dr. Elizabeth Lombardo. You can go to elizabethlombardo.com for more uh, information. Do you have uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff? I have Instagram, Dr. E. Go by Dr. E. Dr. E. Lombardo. Dr. Insta. E. So make sure everybody Dr. follows e. Dr. E. Lombardo. Uh, make sure you follow Dean Ungler. It's still Deany Babies. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Jared. Yes. <laughs> You can follow Mark too, but he's private. You have to request him. <laughs>
Uh, and thank you so much for uh, Alyssa, Allie, and Diana for coming on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Next week, we're going to definitely talk about um, the New York Times article that we talked about the first two reset in your relationship. We have to get to the next five, but we just had such a good podcast. Oh, we didn't right. have time. Um, <laughs> do you right. need anything else, buddy? That's right. Uh, no, I just wanted to thank all the listeners. Again, thanks, Dr. E, for joining us. Mark, as always, uh, our emailers. Again, email us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Please, please, please. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Today, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.